This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. The recent uh, landmark rule change by the Securities and Exchange Commission in and around climate change and pollution is going to have a significant impact on companies in terms of the reporting they must do on the level of emissions that they uh, have out, but also that of companies that they contract with and with their consumers as well. It's a significant change moving forward in the path of understanding more and being able to handle the elements of climate change. Vithold Heinz is a management professor at the Warden School, and he joins us with more on this. Vithold, great to have you with us. Sure, pleasure to be here. So this is obviously something that that's very important as we move forward uh, in terms of of how the SEC is is looking at the move ahead uh, because of the fact that that climate is such a for uh, issue that's at the forefront of of many conversations right now. How has the SEC approached this, and, and what do you see them doing in the in the near future? Well, it's been a really deliberate and long-term period of consultation. There were expectations that this would be out uh, months, uh, you know, maybe even at the beginning of the Biden administration. So uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I think it's a little more ambitious than some people expected, uh, including what are called scope three emissions, which means firms have to disclose not just the, the pollution that they're producing in their production process, uh, and not only the, the uh, pollution associated with the energy they're consuming, but also what's happening upstream in their supply chain and downstream in their consumer value chain. Uh, and that's a big step. And there's going to be a lot of pushback uh, during the comment period, uh, especially around that scope three disclosure. Uh, but we're going to see, a, you know, at the end of this, I forecast that companies, many more companies are going to have to disclose. We're still only around 20 or 30 percent are disclosing. Uh, their emissions, and that's going to go, you know, uh, go up uh, really dramatically. And uh, I think that's going to have a material effect uh, on climate going forward. It's going to give investors a lot more information uh, to assess what a company is doing and how it's uh, operating. Uh, and I think it's a, a great move forward. And the challenge is in part because what is being asked of them, of these companies, by the SEC, is really to understand. Uh, what uh, other companies and their clients and their customers uh, and how they are creating uh, uh, potential emissions in this. And that's something that's very hard for a lot of companies, I think, to be able to gather that information in. It is. And and there's a bigger challenge, too, uh, with the scope three, where, again, I think a lot of the focus is going to be during the comment period. Um, you know, when ExxonMobil uh, produces oil, uh, it gets sold down into, you know, gas stations and into people's cars. When General Motors or um, you know Ford are selling cars, uh, those cars are also burning that same oil. Who's responsible for the for the oil that's burnt in the cars? There's double counting going on, and so we need rules to deal with the double counting. And depending what rule you choose, it's going to favor some people and disfavor others. So there's going to be a lot of positioning around the rules to avoid double counting. Uh, and uh, and yes, you know you highlight another point, which is many firms don't even know what's happening upstream or don't know how to calculate yeah. what's happening downstream. And so um, their challenge is just in getting the data. But then even once we get it, we've got to figure out how to apportion it, how to assign it to different members of the value chain so we don't have double counting. Uh, and so it, it's a big step, but it's not an easy one. And there's going to be a lot of uh, back and forth uh, on implementation. Let me just highlight why it's important, though. Uh, say uh, we don't include scope three emissions. You know, that would be the easy fallback, right? Just say, just tell us what you do. 
uh, and tell us about the electricity you consume and what that does. Well, companies are then going to have an incentive that are heavily polluting to, uh, to outsource uh, more things. So whatever it is that spits out a lot of carbon, they're going to create, uh, you know, they're going to say, well, we don't want to do that anymore. We're going to let some other company, ideally one that's not publicly traded or one that's foreign, uh, do that for us because we don't want to disclose our association with the pollution. Uh, and so you're going to see this kind of strategic repositioning of assets uh, away from the publicly traded companies. And that goes against the spirit of disclosure. So it's really important that right. we stay in there, even though it is hard to measure and hard to apportion. What then is the longer term impact for a lot of these companies? Because it's not only the, the collection of the data, but from an economic perspective, there's going to be an impact for these companies as well uh, in in uh, in moving forward in this uh, in, in this path. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've seen uh, we have good evidence that disclosure leads to reductions in pollution. Um, I was actually just at an academic uh, webinar uh, by a professor who used to be here at Wharton, now in Chicago, Christian Luz, who has a great paper showing that fracking regulations on disclosure led to reductions in uh, water pollution, water contamination downstream. Uh, and it's a really well done paper that highlights this. And there's a growing body of research that says when firms show us what they do, you know, they're a little more conscious about it and people can put a little bit more pressure on them. So we're going to see reductions in carbon emissions because there's more disclosure. Uh, another good example to highlight that is ExxonMobil never disclosed their scope three emissions until the engine number one campaign against them last year. Uh, they kept it secret. Why? Well, they were putting yeah. out a lot. And they didn't want to draw attention to it. Uh, now they're talking about it and they're cutting it. So, you know, there's once you put the data out there, you're under pressure to cut it. And, and so uh, and that cutting come, you know, cutting those emissions comes at a cost, uh, but uh, it also comes as a, at a benefit to the planet and to the environment. Uh, and I think we need to start grappling with uh, what are those trade offs? What are we willing to spend uh, to try to achieve um, a one point five or two degree scenario? And we need the data out there to start having those discussions. So uh, we, there will be a reduction in emissions. There will be some costs associated with it. But, but those are trade offs we need to make as a society. But when you have the call by so many people in the American public and as well from people like Larry Fink at BlackRock, uh, that there is momentum uh, from the general public in the U.S. to be able to have this information brought forward. Exactly. No, I mean, Larry Fink has been asking for it, asking for firms to comply with the voluntary disclosure uh, standards that are out there. But now we're moving, you know, and many companies have, but the majority of companies haven't. So, you know, now we're moving beyond the voluntary, the exhortation in Larry Fink's annual letter to, look, it's an SEC rule. You want to be publicly listed? Disclose this. Uh, now, we're not there yet. Yeah. There's a comment period. There's an implementation period. Uh, but it's a big step forward in terms of getting data that is increasingly evident, uh, evidently material. It's important both yeah. to the environment but also to companies. Uh, we, you know, have a growing body of evidence that uh, it's possible, you know, ExxonMobil, again, being a great example that not yep. paying attention to the climate transition destroys shareholder value. Yeah. We had told great to have you with us. Thanks very much. Uh, all the best. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.